0: you're listening to the after the show movie podcast from ascully.com your weekly look at movies video games and more brought to you by your hosts Acecully and sit talk we're addicted to movies are you Happy Halloween, said talk. Thanks. That's my creepy, um, it's like a pumpkin voice. If a pumpkin had a voice. Do you mean a jack-o'-lantern? Yes.
1: Okay, then. I'm on, I got it. Happy Halloween. I got it. So
0: happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween to our viewers. And we're going to celebrate Halloween. Do we
1: have viewers? Are you, you always scare me when you say that. Does that mean you're making a video of this?
0: Yes, secretly. Yeah, why do I always save you? Listen, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm being looked at. That's why. <laughs> we're going to celebrate it by reviewing a horror movie. But what's the before the after the show discussion?
1: Hmm, What was it? It wasn't very long ago and I've already forgotten.
0: So it can't have been important. It
1: can't have been too super stimulating. You were looking up stuff about this.
0: I was doing movie looking up.
1: Yes. Yes. Various movie looking up stuff.
0: So let's get on to this week's show. It's Saturday, October the 29th, after the show number 760. The movie we're looking at this week is Barbarian. It's a 2022 movie. You can stream it right now. It's rated R. It's from our friends at 20th Century Studios and Disney. This doesn't seem like a Disney movie. Anything can be a Disney movie now. So Yep. So Sid, give us a synopsis of the movie Barbarian.
1: Well, the real question is, who's the Barbarian? A woman goes into a house. There's a dude who seems bad, but mmm. And then there's a creepy thing in the basement dungeon. Then right. there's a guy.
0: The one off the box says, a woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. That's pretty much all you need to know about this movie. Especially, you don't know anything, I think.
1: Yeah, it was really good not to know anything.
0: Right off the bat, we're going to spoil this movie because if we don't, we, there's not a lot to talk
1: about. True, and... The thing is, we really liked. Both of us even commented, "Like, wow, I had no idea." Yeah. And so my advice is, don't listen to us yet. Go watch it, and then, then listen.
0: Yeah, my advice is, I liked this movie a lot, so I would definitely recommend you go, go see it, go and see it. Is my recommendation. So, Barbarian, what did you think? Said Top.
1: I really enjoyed it. The end. The end. <laughs> If people don't know, I already like horror movies. That's one of my favorite. That's my favorite kind of contained overall genre. And then, of course, zombies and sci-fi with horror mixed in there. There's sci-fi, horror, blah, blah, blah. You don't need my life story. (laughs) But if you start me off with horror, I'm already one foot in the door. And then when you do it in a way like this is she shows up to the house. She's a little bit aggravated. She can't get in. It's an Airbnb you get the dude showing up who happens to be Pennywise. And then you're like, oh, so this guy's going to be a weirdo creep. Because just a few weeks ago, we watched one where a weirdo creep, weirdo creep had kids in the basement. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, a, we did. This is a weirdo creep who's got women in the basement. And it's called Barbarian, right? So something's wrong with this guy. And they're doing it well. Their, you know, their performances are good. and It's got a certain vibe, like you're on edge. But I was waiting like, okay, when's he going to like be really put, weird. reel her in? Yeah. Yeah. And then it wasn't that, and then there's the downstairs, and then there's a secret passage, and then there's a dungeon, and then there's like a, well, dungeon as in like creepy, bloody, gross room downstairs with a shit bucket and a camera. And then there's a tunnel that goes, goodness knows where, and then there's mother. (laughs) A person?
0: I thought you meant, um, you know, Katniss was down there.
1: No, no, (laughs) not mother exclamation point. Yeah. Katniss. No. And then there's like, she's a creature, but she's not a creature. She's a person you find out. And then like, what? And then you get the, you know, Tusk Man on top of that. I was just, I was all in because it never was, it never followed the thing that my brain was settled into. And I was accepting it. If it was like a cookie cutter, you know, formulaic thing, sometimes I can be down with that.
0: Yeah. And it did it on purpose. Like you could feel that you were being played with the entire time. Yes. And that was the thing where I was enjoying that feeling because I was like, yeah, we all know this setup. Somebody comes to a place. There's somebody already there. It's
1: a trap. Like it seems
0: dangerous to us, the viewer, because we've seen billions of this scenario. It's probably dangerous. Then it's not dangerous in the way you're thinking it is. They twist it on its head. And they do that, what, three times during the movie where it...
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's got, it's got these like separate acts almost where the beginning part in its in its own felt, let's say up to the part where Keith is dispatched. If you take that portion of the movie, that's an effective movie in itself. Just you see the thing, you see him get, and then it ends.
1: Yeah, because you said, oh, the end. Yeah, and I was like, that's enough for me. That was fine. That
0: is an effective kind of short horror movie but then it moves on and we meet this brand new character in the middle. And I was like, I don't even understand how this fits with that. Like it doesn't even seem like the same movie.
1: Cause let's say we're introduced to a guy who is what sounds like, cause he's being accused of actually, he's a Hollywood actor guy. Somebody informs him that a woman has reported that he has sexually assaulted her. And he's listening to them telling this over the phone in the car, you know? And he's like, no, no. And then he's, He's real hateful about it, right? Yeah. He's not super contrite. He calls her a bitch and everything. So you're like, okay, this guy. Okay, so this new guy we've met, he's is he the barbarian, right? Are we going to now go yeah. down this trajectory where he turns, maybe we're going back in time again or something to see if he's the, the bad guy. So we're just following him. But no, he just owns the house. He shows up and- Yeah, that's the connection. Yes. And then, you know, you find out through the course of his portion of the movie- He's a complete asshole, and so you're like, so he's the terrible one, and the dude who has set up everything that left us with mother, who is the creature woman who's living in the anal's anal's <laughs> in the uh, you know the guts of the house, whatever, whatever it is. It's a tunnel under the ground. Basically. It is a tunnel with like really creepy. Ugh, it's creepy. It's yeah. old fashionedly kind of creepy. I think.
0: So that middle portion of the movie where you meet this new guy, um, it plays with you again because you're like, okay, I hate this guy because he's a dick. He's a complete dick all the yes. time. Yes. So I hate him. I've just had the uh, wool pulled over my eyes and I've just had it all turned on my head. But this guy now, I want him to go down and go and check your cellar. Go and, Go and check it. I'm like, open the door and check it. Yeah, because the people down.
1: we've seen already have... Fallen victim to right. whatever's in the in the dungeon.
0: There's a very funny, I found it hilarious in the middle of this movie where this guy comes to his Airbnb, finds that there's a secret like place underneath it.
1: Now let's describe it. So when she finds the secret place, it's got a, what looks like a bloodstained mattress, a 1980s camcorder, if any of you are old enough to know what that is, and a shit bucket. Like a bucket that looks like it's covered with shit. Plus a hand mark on the wall that's a bloody handprint and it looks like shit and blood smeared all over the walls. I mean, as soon as you see it, your first reaction is like, oh my God. Your first
0: reaction is, I know exactly what's been Yes, here.
1: his first reaction is, go ahead and tell them. Is, I
0: own this Airbnb and here's some extra square footage I can sell.
1: Right, I want to sell this house. So how can this extra square foot? He even
0: gets his tape measure out and starts measuring the.
1: I laughed out loud. I'm like, that is hilarious.
0: Because the room is like literally a murder room, and he is like uh, completely oblivious to that and just getting his tape. Or
1: he's like, "Mm, whatever, hey man, whatever floats your boat, (laughs) right? Because
0: he's terrible. So the middle part of this movie is this dickhead guy who's really hateable. Like you, you can't you can't like him in any way. No. There was never a t- even one moment where I liked him. You've got this in your head of like, okay, the person who we hate, they're going to get mauled horribly or, you know, they're going to go down in the basement basically. Even though that does happen, but it turns that on its head as well. A little bit. Because it leaves it a lot longer than you expect it to be. And then there's also another component to the movie where it cuts and we're in the 1980s, I'm assuming, not the 70s, like early It was the
1: 80s because it was Ronald Reagan on right. the radio.
0: And then there's a kind of a prequel of what happened here.
1: Right. Because the neighborhood we're in is complete shithole. Every other house is completely either burned down or rotting or graffitied up. The entire street is just a shithole. But this one house that we're focused on is all nicely painted. It's been redecorated because we know this Hollywood guy owns it and they're renting it out as an Airbnb. So when we flash back to the 80s, We see a dude who happens to be from some other horror movies. I forget his name. Richard Brake. Right. He's getting out of a car in front of this, and the entire street is beautiful. It's like a very typical what looked like Edward Scissorhands neighborhood. All the houses look perfect. The yards look perfect. It's the same house, same neighborhood. And in that scenario, we learn a little something. And also his neighbor says, well, this whole neighborhood's going downhill. Yeah, and you're like, this is going down. And it's like,
0: you'll see a sign in my yard. We're yeah. thinking getting, we're going to get out of it. Yeah,
1: we're selling up, yeah. and then this guy we find out is the the one of the barbarians. There are plenty of unexpected
0: moments. There are plenty of funny moments. If you want the horror part with the blood and the guts, that stuff's there too, right? It's all practical effects. There's no CGI. It's a, a monster suit, basically, the, the monster. Mm-hmm.
1: It's really good prosthetics.
0: There is gross stuff. A lot of the time, it's do you preconceive like who people are? Because you do in this movie all the time. Yep. I mean, she could be the baddie.
1: Yeah, she could have about. turned out to be the barbarian, but we didn't right, go that for direction. For
0: some reason, you're behind her, aren't you? And you wither because you wither from the beginning. Uh, see, immediately I was Bill Skarsgård's a creep. In the nighttime, when he was having when she went to bed and he was on the couch and then he was making weird noises. I'm like, oh God, he's a weirdo.
1: Yeah, it was like having like night terrors kind of thing.
0: Yeah, which is unrelated actually to what's going on here because he doesn't even know this is happening, right? It's not like he's involved.
1: True, we never find out what's up with him. (laughs) Here's
0: here's a question. Thinking back of the whole film, you know the cross-booking of the Airbnb, it was two different companies, he said. Was that predetermined? Was it on purpose? Oh, I don't
1: think so. I think that was just pure coincidence. Right. It didn't matter that it was two people showing up. That was just-
0: Because at the end, I was like, oh, I wonder if it was all a big ploy to get people in there. So she's yeah, got but something. by whom? By who knows? Somebody else is in charge of this shit. Right. Don't I don't know.
1: think that's how we're going.
0: <laughs> Nobody else seems to be in charge of the shit. No. At the end of the day. The creature itself is Mother, as you call... Is, is that what they call her, Mother? Mm-hmm.
1: Mother. I mean, that's what she's listed as on the credits. She's like and a
0: feral, wild human.
1: Right, because the guy from the 80s kidnapped women, got them pregnant. This is very old-fashioned, super creep-fest um, yes. kind of shit. Got them pregnant, and then because we find cages down in the dungeon areas... And a video about how to breastfeed babies that's been playing since the 80s. I mean, literally just been sitting there playing on repeat. So what he's doing is raping these women, having children, and then having sex with their children when they grow up, but big enough to be women and have more babies. At least that's what the hobo. explained. The to homeless us. guy said. Yeah. <laughs> we only have that for our exposition.
0: But I believe that was what was happening. I
1: believe it seemed, yeah. that seemed- Cause it was
0: also a series of video cassettes. Featuring yes. each of
1: the people. The victims, yes. Yeah.
0: So that led to like this, what, she's genetically weird.
1: And she's very strong. Very Holy tall, shit. very
0: strong. Seemed like a superhero, or some super villain, maybe.
1: Is this the beginning of
0: a franchise of some kind? I don't think so. I think it's just a one-off thing, but she's horrific. She bashes somebody's head in. She's not good, is she? She p- pokes not. somebody's eyes out. But, but did you head... feel for her in that yes. final moment? Yeah, yes. so did I. So this movie really fucks with you because you've seen this creature savagely murder people. And then you're like, no. Including Keith. Including Keith. But then at the end, I, you know, there was a moment where I was looking at her going, that's just not fair.
1: Yeah, because all she's had is that video to teach her how to be what, you know, trying to be a mother to everybody. She Ugh. basically
0: got two modes. The mode where she murders and kills and is angry, and the other mode where she's very mothering, right? That's There's just two modes.
1: Yes. And that's
0: all she's been taught, I guess, from the videotape and what? From, like, who knows? maybe people tr- try to get down there? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it was all very surprising. I didn't expect what was coming... I don't think you can guess that that's the way it's going. I agree. Because it's made to mislead you. And I really appreciate movies like that. Cabin in the Woods is another.
1: Yes, we both were going to hate it and then we didn't.
0: Yeah, because of its weird misleading nature. And then at the end you're like, fuck, this is just bonkers. And awesome at the same time. Yeah, not even
1: the end. That one cut cut you in pretty quick.
0: You know something's weird, you just don't know what, right? Because you see those two guys talking. They're on the lunch break. True, true. And they're in the facility and you're like, what's this got to do with anything? And then you cut to like your regular movie. And then if you think back, you're like, oh, those guys. But it doesn't give you the right information at the beginning. And this is a similar type of movie. It keeps a lot of information away from you, but then dollops it on and like, then you go, what? Oh, and then just when you think it's got crazy, it goes a bit crazier. The only complaint I had, and I really, really enjoyed it, is I felt the end was a lot weaker, like the last five minutes. It just turned into like a general horror movie.
1: Yeah, I getcha.
0: You know, like a bit of gore. It wasn't particularly frightening at the end. It was just like kind of what I expected. I guess it's hard to completely 100% pull off an idea like this. And have it all be satisfying.
1: I don't know about that. I mean, obviously, there have been many movies who have been, but we comment on this a lot where you get this big impact and then you're on a high and the adrenaline and then it's like, boop, boop, boop. Now, I didn't feel that particularly near the end because something had to happen to the sexual predator guy and sadly something had to happen to Mother. And I didn't know where it was going to go with our main lady, right? What... What was her fate? Right. And I was satisfied with that, like with the ultimate ending. You kind of had a slow growth because a lot of scenes are slow paced and the doors open slowly and looking down long, dark hallways and you get in this sort of rhythm of time. Then all of a sudden near the end, it's like da 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 Also
0: a um, falling off something scenario.
1: <laughs> but not the same as always because no. they did they twisted it around. Also, what the fuck with those two cops? So she, our victim has been held for two weeks in the basement of this house. She then escapes and then calls the cops and then they come or she gets the police and they are questioning her and they're treating her like she's a dickhead. She's like, I'm not a crackhead or anything. She's all filthy and dirty. She's been through a lot because we find out that mother wants to feed you as mothers do with their newborn babies. So let's just leave the rest of that to the imagination. This young woman figured out that she wouldn't murder her if she went along with it. So I've Got that. So she's been through a lot, but the police are in this really horrible neighborhood are basically like, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, and she's <laughs> clearly in distress, stood in the street. I
1: mean, but almost... when you think about it, a ranshackled woman coming up to the cops, she's all filthy, dirty, in a crappy neighborhood. Then you'd be like, okay, I mean...
0: <laughs> they didn't help her in any way, shape, no. or form. They just left. They almost arrested her just for swearing at them, but bad cops. But there again, not bad cops. Like you said, this area is is just the shithole. Yeah. In fact, when she goes to that interview that first day, because she's come to this place for a job interview, when she meets with the person, the person says, where are you? Where, Where are you staying? Yes. And when she said it, she's like, oh, you shouldn't be there. It's like everybody in the whole city knows that that place sucks.
1: See, that was a bit unfortunate that they they introduced her. She's getting this job interview. The lady's really interested. The lady knows about the neighborhood. The double booked guy, Mr. Pennywise, says he's part of a you know community rebuild process. You know, so like, oh, that's a thing. And the lady who's making the film that she's going to work for wants to highlight, you know, the city and like the hard times of the city. And then. That's it. No one ever, like, that lady doesn't show up. I mean, I wasn't expecting her to show up, but some connection somehow. It's just
0: doing the job of, like, kind of putting you off the scent with all that sort of stuff, I think. Well,
1: here's how we can fulfill your thing that someone else is organizing it all. maybe. That yeah. lady. <laughs> Maybe she's been organizing I mean, this.
0: Barbarian 2 cuts to like the skyscraper office block. All those people are sat around the and table. And it's the
1: filmmaker lady going, okay, we've got a problem, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Airbnb 7 has been compromised. And then you realize there's cameras everywhere and they've been trying to patch together a film out of this. Oh, see? I've just written it. For-
0: and there's also like hundreds of these Airbnbs.
1: That oh, just didn't think of that. Every shitty neighborhood in the whole yes. country.
0: There you go. You can have that for free. Go. It's all yours. All right, let's move on to the cast. Georgina Campbell plays Tess, our heroine. What do you think? of? She was very good. I didn't know she was British until she spoke in the extras. She's got a very good American accent. <laughs> I had no, not even a clue. Sometimes you can catch, you know, I can pick it up. I've got a radar, a British radar. Mm. But I did not detect it. But I really liked her. She was, I mean, there's a lot of like, you have to react to stuff in this movie. And I feel like she had the appropriate reactions to the most horrific things.
1: But she also had the best reactions in the beginning when she's like showed up to this house and there's a dude there and it's raining and it's late and there's no one in the whole neighborhood but them. Right. And she has to like politely say, no, I don't want a glass of wine. No, I don't want a cup of tea. Thank you. I can carry my own bags. Thank you. And can you please confirm for me that you actually are who you say you are, all that kind of stuff. I think she did that really well. Got Bill
0: Skarsgård as Keith. You last saw him in It as Pennywise. What do you think
1: of Keith? That was really good because he did exactly what you said. We're convinced he's the creep. He's the barbarian.
0: You're convinced he's sinister for
1: sure. Something. There's something going
0: on, but nothing. Actually, he's perfectly fine. And not creepy at all, and unfortunately gets killed. Right? Yes. I mean, he's just a dude. He actually digs her as well. I
1: said he could have been the love of her life because they kind of were flirting. She liked him too. Yep.
0: We've also got Justin Long as AJ. What do you think of Justin?
1: I liked him better in this, I think, than I have in anything ever. Yeah. You know, because he was genuinely likable and despisable at the same time.
0: See, I didn't really find him likable, but I did find the dickheadishness of him to be appropriate, like the way he was doing it.
1: I felt he was likable as in, um, I didn't hate him. He was kind of funny. He was singing his song. He was driving his car. He's being like, da, 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 da. And then we find out that someone has reported him for sexual assault. And then you're like, oh, and then his reactions and his behavior changing. I thought he did a really good job of that.
0: And he used the F word, (laughs) when when he used the F word, the derogatory to gay people F word. Oh, yeah. When he used that word, when he was speaking to his friend, you're like, it sort of solidifies that this fucking idiot, in his mind, it's fine, right? But like, to you listening, you're like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah,
1: this guy needs to go down.
0: As soon as he said what he said, I was like, please open the cellar door. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then he did, actually, in the next scene. He did. So, and then we've got Matthew Patrick Davis as the mother. Now this actor, a man, played this female mother with this prosthetic stuff on. And I found him kind of interesting in the extras for this. Yeah. The way, what he took on, like, sounded like he really went in detail with research and really heavy material,
1: right? Because he said, you know, the way they told him it's like a person, the mother, she's female, has been born in this, the bowels of this house and never has been anywhere else. And she is essentially the offspring of many years of incestual relations. And so she's been left to just take care of herself down there. And then he looked up feral children, like in real life on this planet, there are children who are left out into the streets, in the forest, in the wherever on the planet. To fend for themselves, and he said I went down a very dark, dark path of watching videos and documentaries about feral children, and yeah,
0: you know it's pretty terrifying this thing when it's running down the yes. corridor at you. God. Then we got Richard Brake, who's one of Rob Zombie's uh, people. He was in the last Devil's Rejects uh, Three from Hell movie as Frank. He's always again because you know Richard Brake always plays these really sinister roles. When they introduced him, we'd been introduced to so far, I was like, okay, so here's Richard Brake. I said to you, oh, it's Rob Zombie's guy. So he's not actually going to be bad, right? We're going to turn that on its head. Right. But um, they didn't turn that on its head. <laughs> but I was guessing, I was like, no, this is the guy who comes and saves the day, right? Because mm-hmm. like I feel like I've got a handle on this movie now. It's playing tricks on you in every, you know, every way. Turns out Richard Brake is not the good guy.
1: Richard Brake is a barbarian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of the barbarians. Yeah. So we've
0: got directed by Zach Kreger. He's a TV director. This is his first feature film. He wrote and directed. What do you think? That was really, really, really good. Also does not feel like a first attempt at something movie. It's, it is very technically good, I think.
1: Yes. Looks very nice. Yeah. Sounds really good.
0: There was one spinny camera part, which I, we'll forget about.
1: <laughs> yeah, always ignore that part.
0: Technically, it was very good and, like, suspenseful. I just felt it was very well made. So I was, I'm was, i interested to see what he does next. A new person I can watch out for.
1: You know what we should do? We should look at our heart rates while we watch movies like that. We both have, you know, these smartwatch situations.
0: That would be interesting. You can go back and look at the data. Yeah. For the hours when you were watching. Because there
1: are times I'm like... Holding my breath, but my heart's racing like I just don't know. Not because I'm scared, because it's very difficult to actually frighten me. There's a few jump scares in this. There's anxiety from like, oh, there's a room with like blankets and this TV video playing from the 80s of a mother breastfeeding the baby. And the guy reacts like, oh, like it smells really horrible. And then my heart must be like, oh, God, like (laughs) if you get trapped in a stinky room with dirty towel blankets on the floor, that scares me worse than like the creature.
0: So uh, IMDb reviews, what are those?
1: Those are movie reviews that individual humans just roaming the planet like like we do want to tell everybody what we think, they go on this little website called imdb.com and they put out their one star reviews that you like to read because sometimes they're either don't make sense or it seems completely pointless. So let's hear it. First
0: person says, absolutely terrible. Don't waste your money. The first 30 minutes were actually great. Good suspense, mystery, interesting plots. Then it nosedived into the worst theater experience I've ever had. What a freaking joke. I want my money back. I've learned my lesson. Never trust reviews. Only trust word of mouth. Unfortunately, I went in blind. That was your problem. If you can't see it. <laughs> oh my God. I feel sorry for the cast slash actors. They performed well, but this movie shouldn't have been made. I don't know who the target audience is. Is it 15-year-old girls? 15-year-old girls?
1: That's what he said. Who says. is this person? And what 15-year-old girls do they know? Feral ones? <laughs> They're <laughs> I mean, I think this person might have had a very bizarre experience in life.
0: All right. Second person says, there wasn't one part of this movie that was good. It starts off slow and pretty much stays slow. Can't they make a good scary movie? It's just a total joke. I managed to stay through the whole movie, movie but the theater had multiple people leave at 45 minutes in. I thought about leaving, but I had to see where this garbage was going.
1: Didn't have to.
0: So yeah. you had
1: to stay. So then you could go write this. Or were you writing this in the theater while you were watching it?
0: This person says, the final one, uh, first 40 minutes of the film are dragged around with useless talking. Bill S. has a useless role. The acting is poor. The story is clueless. I don't know what the goal of this film is. It doesn't deliver anything. It wasted all the time of my life, like, and I can't have it back. It's so boring.
1: You mean he doesn't even have time to write Skarsgård? Such
0: a waste of resources. The ending and the editing is very weird. But I love it that in the trailer, people are screaming as if the movie was scary. I was almost screaming out of exhaustion. Save yourself from this garbage and watch something else.
1: <laughs> What's that voice? <laughs> it's like a character from a radio show that was news, to and I was like, hello. <laughs> and he's like the, uh, the cemetery guy. Yeah, well, that's what that guy
0: thought. So there are some extras on the streaming version, which is unusual. There was the making of, which we watched, which I found pretty interesting. It was good. It seemed like it was all mostly in one location and pretty economical by the looks of it. Let's give this movie a score, Barbarian. I am going to give Barbarian an 8 out of 10. Me too. Yes.
1: Because it is what it is. Very entertaining,
0: very novel and different to what I've seen recently. At least. Cabin in the Woods, like I say. I I still think that's a better movie. It'd make a good back-to-back. Because they do have weird twists that you don't see coming.
1: I mean, not that they go together in any way whatsoever. No. (laughs) There's no connection. Mm, They they might
0: be if you really look close. But I can't. I'm struggling to say what it is. So 8 out of 10 from both of us. Thank you to uh, Fox. They're not called Fox anymore. I keep saying Fox because it's a habit. 20th century studios, let's call them that, what they're actually called. And next week, we're going to look at A24's new movie, Pearl. We were going to look at that this week, but then a change of programming happened, and then we watched this one.
1: You're interested in Pearl.
0: I am. So movie recommendations, I'm going to give you Cabin in the Woods. And because Richard Brake was in here, I'm going to give you The Devil's Rejects, which I still think is Rob Zombie's best movie.
1: Not House of a Thousand Corpses? No.
0: I think Devil's Rejects is better.
1: Oh, yeah. You just do two little ones, don't you? Oh, I do, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for more. point. So mine, I'm going back to the 90s. I reckon I'm still in 96, 97-ish. It's just movies I've seen. This is not a comment on their quality. The first one is Sleepers, and then Sling Blade, and then Swingers. As you can see, when I'm looking up my list, I'm going in alphabetical. Order yes. <laughs> Pick a year and then put them all in alphabetical order. I'm like seeing it, seeing it, seen it. So I'm in the S's there for a minute. Sleepers, Sling Blade, Swingers, and then Mother, which is not the mother you are talking about. It's Mother with um, Debbie Reynolds and Alfred, Alfred Brooks, Albert Brooks.
0: That doesn't sound as intense as the <laughs> exclamation point one.
1: It was kind of the opposite. See, Mother with an exclamation point. There's one that. You be it tipped you on your head, right? You're like, what the? Yeah,
0: f-? you don't know what that. Seriously,
1: is going on. what is going on yeah. in this movie? <laughs> I liked it though, and uh, a television show which I happened to watch a lot in the late '90s because my nephew was very small and I was helping care for him. Hey, Arnold! So much fun. So a Scully stuff.
0: I've been playing some more of Gotham Knights, which is the new not Batman game. I'm, I'm calling it because Batman's not in it, right? Actually, Batman is in it. When you go into the training menu to go and train on your special moves, there's like a hologram version of Batman that talks to you and tells you that you're doing well in your
1: training. But well, it's that's a- just like, um, what's his face, isn't it? Up in the Frozen place when Superman goes. Oh, yeah. It's like a projection of his father, right?
0: Yeah. Well, because Bruce Wayne was like Mr. Techie guy, he's left. His friends here after his death spoilers he dies in the beginning of the game like in the first minute of the game <laughs> and then the the team the rest of them robin batgirl red hood and nightwing they're all left to look after gotham because there is no batman anymore the cops don't like the new heroes they really don't like me helping them they just attack me all the time They say, vigilante, come back, you know, and (laughs) then they start shooting at me.
1: Or like, oh, that's Batgirl. Yeah, the people don't
0: seem to like. (laughs) They're really snotty. I've not found a person who actually likes Batgirl. They just say things like, oh, where did you get that suit? The fancy dress store? They say things like that to me. You should respect me, really, because I'm saving the city. Come on. Anyway, I've been playing it more this week. I talked about it a little bit last week, but I've done like the whole Harley Quinn Like in an ordinary like Batman type game, the Harley Quinn storyline would be the main storyline. But in this Harley Quinn storyline is just a side mission that goes on for like eight hours, which, and that's just a side thing. And there's a Mr. Freeze side thing and there's a penguin side thing. But the main story mission is about this underground society called the Court of Owls. I've not got into it that properly yet. Don't understand what it is. I'm not a comic book reader, so if you're a comic book DC, you probably already know what that is. But I'm working through that, and uh, I really like the game. It's um, open world, you're running about the city, solving crimes. There's all kinds of different things. Oh, I've just unlocked recently Sid Talk. You've not seen this. No. But Bat Cycle time trials. So you have to get on the Bat Cycle, and there's a load of waypoints, and you've got to shoot across the city really fast and get through all the waypoints. Now, that feels like a racing game to me, so I like that part. So I'm going around getting, and I think, like, for doing the time trials on the Bat Cycle, you get, like, new skins for the Bat Cycle to make it look cool. So that's Gotham Knights, really enjoying it so far. I'm not even halfway through, I would say. Siddharth, what's for dinner?
1: Uh, you decided we're having the mod pizza.
0: The most modern of pizza.
1: Mm. Mmm. Yeah. We'll see how it goes.
0: And what is your advice, and let's get out of it?
1: My advice isn't really advice, because on this one, I don't have any advice because I've just I'm accepting that there are things that I can't quite get any philosophical, intellectual emotional, academic, like um, wrap around to kind of help make sense of it or solve it as a problem. None of it not make you feel better, none of that. It just is what it is. And so it's hard to describe. So let me see what I wrote here specifically. (laughs) It's like, I wonder sometimes what it must feel like. Okay. I am a middle-aged woman. I am overweight. I've always been overweight though, since I was like 10 years old. Right. So this probably plays into this. And sometimes I wonder in people, there's never feeling like you're an unattractive person walking around in the world. Like, are there people who just, That never even occurs to them that they're unattractive or they're too fat or they're too tall or too short or too skinny or they have bad skin, they have zits everywhere or they've got moles or they're socially not considered attractive. And are there any people who have none of that? It's just there's that little spot in your psyche that's reserved (laughs) for feeling like complete shit about how you look in the world. And I again, I'm telling you, I don't have advice for this because I can't solve this one. We can all... Make it sound like, oh, no, everybody's beautiful and everybody's fine. You know who says that mostly? The people who are culturally, socially acceptable as being attractive. And they try to tell you that to make you feel better. But so I just wonder, like, that spot, like, my spot of that is filled with, crammed, packed full with a lifelong feeling that like I have so much fat crammed in my skin, right? And my body, my meat bag of a body. And then I've got cloth over me. So every time I see a reflection of myself in a, in a window or a mirror in public, or someone takes a picture of me, and then I see it. And then it's like this giant blinking neon light in the in the darkness of the cosmos, screaming like, hey there's a fat blob, everybody. Come look at the fat, disgusting blob, blah, blah, blah. Hey, look, hey, waving over here, right? That's what my brain is saying. Uh, you might be like, oh no, or well, that's stupid. Or why do you feel like that? Or, oh no, everyone's beautiful yet again. No, that's exactly how I feel. Like it never, that never goes away ever, 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 ever. Now other people might, their sign might say, Look at the wrinkles. Look at the wrinkles. Look at the fat. Look at the big nose. Look at how bad his skin is, right? It's like whatever your thing is in your head about your appearance that you have, you don't make it up. We don't invent this feeling. It is in the world to be put upon you because you understand from an early age when you're not, and I'm putting up quotation marks, attractive, you are subject to being invisible, dismissed, disregarded, judged. Because obviously something's wrong with you if you're any of the things, right? You can fix it, I guess, by conforming to the fictional standards of beauty and like do all the shit, like lose all the weight and fix all your skin and get a tuck and get a shot and get some Botox and shave off part of your nose. And I mean, you can't grow, but some people actually have leg extensions put in the bones of their legs so they can be taller. And some people who are tall, I don't know how they get shorter. I'm sure they don't, but (laughs) whatever Whatever the thing is, like you can do thou that. You can accept it and just be like, "No, I just like the way I look and that's it. But I know for a fact that's bullshit because inside of you, it's going to be there. I'm not trying to be hateful, but that's reality, right? You can smooth it over as much as you want, like those wrinkles with the makeup, but they're still there. So I don't really have advice for this, except I clearly am not like a broken person because I see (laughs) a photograph of myself where I'm like, oh my God. I'm literally two widths of a person standing next to me. And then you're like, oh my God. So then what I do to make myself feel better is edit my pictures a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't solve the problem. And it doesn't, no one would even know that I edited it when they look at it. It's not like, oh my God, she lost all that weight. No, I don't do it like that. It's like the most subtle.
0: Well, think of it this way. You might be fat, but you've got good Photoshop skills. (laughs)
1: Exactly. You know, exactly. What, if you
0: were thin and you didn't know anything about Photoshop, that would suck.
1: No, if you're thin, you
0: don't need Photoshop. No, I just mean not. You're I already mean, thin. Not, not have absorbed that knowledge.
1: So you're, okay. So you're trying to be nice to me and say that skinny I'm people, I am skinny people that. who don't know how to use Photoshop are idiots? Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's not what I'm going for. Um, but that was one thing that even if it's, you know, it just makes, if it, it sits on my heart drive and i have like, okay, I've tucked in my jowl just a this fraction and I've gotten rid of that one mole that's right on my fucking lip, that on my nose that I ate. <laughs> okay, I can cope with that. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I mean, you're married to me, so you would be the one to say this, but I feel like I am acceptably, <laughs> I accept my own self, accept that moment. When you see that reflection and you know I don't give a shit who you are or how much people love you or how much your friends and your old classmates and the people who used to know me don't care how much they're trying to hold it inside when they look at a picture of you and you've got that crooked nose or that you've looked, you're looking a lot more older than you used to, or you've got, we gained a lot of weight. That is what they're thinking about. And you know it. It's like a game we play and it makes you feel like shit, even though everyone's going to say, oh no, no, it looks so good. Oh my God. You look so good. Oh my God. You know? So that little second or that, that feeling, it motivates so many bad behaviors, you know, so many self-loathing behaviors like, well, fuck it. If I'm fat, I'm just going to go eat a whole cake. Like, fuck it. There's nothing I can do. I mean, obviously there is, but your mind doesn't tell you that. It's like, I hate to look at myself. The world hates to look at me. I'm not going to make an effort to conform to what they want me to be. And I just want to eat some cake, right? So all of this leads me to no advice, except if you ever feel these things, you are not alone. All right. <laughs>
0: com is where you can get this podcast. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can go to anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else where you can listen to podcasts anywhere you can go. You can email feedback, dot ascally com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't have an email address and stay classy. The director of Barbarian, let me get his name. Zach Kreger I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next.
1: And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you.